Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Just talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast, the best movie podcast on the internet. And you want to know why? Because every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. And we've done that for 606 consecutive weeks, Brad? I think, yeah, this is that one. Yeah, six. So, yeah, we're awesome. This week we saw Dicks, the musical. Stay tuned where we will recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil it. We also talk about movie news and stuff we've been watching. Um, Brad, have you have you had a good week? Yeah, I guess. Just, uh, just yeah, getting stuff done. How about you? Yeah, all I do is work. Nothing cool. Yeah, that's what happens when you're our age. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You have all these responsibilities you... and yeah. The fun stuff is secondary. <laughs> yeah. It's always a bummer. And I, um, you know, I'm always running around and trying to get things done and, you know, do all that jazz, but it could always be worse. Um, I could, uh, I don't know, be, I don't know. <laughs> it could always be worse. Please complain some more about your first world problems. <laughs> they are. Um, I always think about that. Um, we went to uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, like fan screaming. I took my little kid to because he loves that game. And I was sitting in the front row. And, you know, the Alamo, the front row is not that bad. They usually have a nice gap between the screen, you know? Yeah. Um, but we got these pizza boxes that had swag inside. And I was like, um, they, I hope this is cool. And then I got it and the pizza box is fine. Um, but on the inside, it's just like a little plush and stuff to dress up like Freddy Fazbear. And I go, this is stupid. And then I look around and all the kids and people there that are actually there for the movie are so excited. I go, Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the problem. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, uh, not not everybody else. I, I am definitely the problem. <laughs> it's better than the uh, turtles thing they had. They uh, yeah, advertised a comic book with the movie, and the comic book is just covers of other comic books you can buy. <laughs> like I know there's no story il- or illustrations inside. It's just hey, here's some covers of the uh, actual comics you can buy. I know that's. I was hoping that 
you know, the comic we got would be, I don't care if it's even like, you know, eight or 10 pages, but something to do with the art style of the movie. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, it could have been just like a scene from the movie we were going to watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, I would have been happy. Um, but again, what do we know? Nothing. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. The least of the <laughs> least of all movies we know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this week we saw Dicks the musical. Brad, do you recommend Dicks the musical? Uh, yeah, I guess I enjoyed it, but uh, not. Yeah, I I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, it's just uh, it just seems like a movie that's all shock value like it's it's very light on story um yeah I, you know, the the best comparison i could say is like the south park bigger longer uncut versus this you know mm-hmm. i think the south park was a little more enjoyable because it had like a story arc whereas it felt like this movie was just an excuse to do shocking things and just up the <laughs> ante over and over again so yeah, i was kind of left wanting more out of it how about uh, you? I actually really, I really like this movie, and it's always shocking to me. Every time I think I know why you like movies, you throw some sort of curveball. Because when I see something like Father's Day that you, you know, love, this had the feeling of me of like a Father's Day, where it's yeah, it's for shock value, um, especially the last song. But um, just, just I, ten years ago, man, let it go. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm just saying that. I thought this would be a movie that you would really gravitate towards because of um, like aspects of it, but that's okay. It's still yeah. really funny. I had a lot of fun going, listening to it um, and watching it. Here's the trailer for Dick's the musical. This is Craig Tittle. Thanks doll. And this is Trevor Brock. You have a good day. My cock is fucking massive. It always leaves the lady sore. Money just keeps rolling in The good times never stop There's never been a man like me And I'll always be on top Craig Tittle, Trevor Brock My two top salesmen You two motherfuckers look like y'all could be twins uh, I don't I think they actually look very it. dissimilar The only thing I have from the dad I never knew is Half of a locket We must be brothers Not just brothers, Trevor Twins Wow, we're twins We're fucking identical twins If mom and dad got married again Then we'd have a real family What if we trick them into getting back together? What are you doing here? (gasps) The twins Y'all just servants, this is my palace Built it brick by brick So get in the line, drop on your knees And suck my fucking dick should I open another bottle? I know it's our second, but we're not Baptists. Should we drown them in the bathtub in the old-fashioned way? Y'all fucked up! I'm gay. Queer as a three-dollar bill and just as thin. Life's a fucking hand job, and I only play to win! Oh, God. Wow, a, a lady boss. I guess it really is the year that it is. I'm so sorry. Did you say sewer boys? Disgusting. They're not disgusting. They're gay culture.
Yeah, the story's not that deep. I mean, it's literally about identical <laughs> twins that don't look anything like each other. Um, <laughs> and, and they get their parents back together, at like, I don't know, in the first fourth of the movie. So everything after that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it's just really bizarre. I, um, I, that is literally the movie. It's they, they find out they're identical twins that were separated at birth that are going back now to get their parents together. And each one of their parents are really eccentric and weird. Um, and they too are these super hyper masculine guys, even though they're super effeminate. And that, I guess that's, that's really part of the joke too. Um, because yeah. they have that disclaimer at the beginning where it says, you know, um, they really sacrificed being two gay white men to play heterosexuals, um, or something along the lines of that. Um, but it, it's just, I can't believe this movie was made one because it is just so bizarre. Uh, yeah, the sewer boys are real stage musical. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's someone, a producer saw it and was like, this has to be a movie. <laughs> Because even like uh, Nathan Lane's uh, sewer boys that he loves, these really crude, ugly-looking puppets, they make no sense in the movie at all. I mean, I don't even know why they're in there. <laughs> it's, just, it's bizarre, and I um, there's an excuse I, for him to not love his own children. Yeah, uh, and they. I always think it's funny sometimes when you do a joke, who there's a comedian that does this. I think it's uh, Daniel Tosh talked about this. You do a joke and it's funny at first and then you keep doing it and then it's not funny anymore. And then you still keep doing it and then it becomes funny again. And I felt that way when he was feeding the sewer boys where he would chew up ham and then just spit it in their face. Yeah. <laughs> at first it's really funny. And then you go, they're still going and it goes on for, I don't know, a minute. Um, you could see in the outtakes, like he's just like, "What did I sign up for?" Like, I can't believe yeah, I'm doing this. Just, um, you did the, yeah, and I you know the big Mulvaney. I forget her character's name, but uh, when one of the brothers talks about how her vagina fell out and it grew eyeballs, and he had to beat it to death with a flip flop. <laughs> what the fuck is they talking about? And then they literally bring out the vagina that she picked up that has two eyeballs. Yeah, so and, it survived. Yeah, and my whole time when I'm watching something like that, is there some artists, CGI artists that get the script and they go, hey man, you need to make a realistic looking vagina that has two eyeballs on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job for today. <laughs> yeah. That's We're going to pay and, you for you that. Go, and so you'd have to do research, right? So you have to have all these <laughs> photos of vaginas that you have to look at and design. What is your browsing history like? <laughs> that's that's a special feature I want to see. I want to see the artists who had to design the flying eyeballed <laughs> vagina. And um, I've got it. What if it looked like a butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> so in my screening, I went like at 11... AM on a Tuesday or maybe it was a Monday. I don't remember what day specifically, but when I was there, there was a group of like five elderly women behind me Perfect. because my, my, my seat of choice is row four seat eight because it's lo in the lower bowl and nobody can sit behind me and I'm right in the middle. Um, and right. 
so they got like obviously row five so there's that gap you know and then and that they pulled out that vagina and all of them went <laughs> and i just kept on hoping that i'd look back and they'd have those uh paper fans and they'd be fanning themselves <laughs> going, i do declare um i did not get that though that did not happen so i was a little disappointed uh uh-huh. that's, that, that's the part when you told me i was like you're, you're going to make me guess that. And when I saw the movie, I was like, I'm sure that's the part where they, they would gasp at. <laughs> yep. Well, I didn't want to spoil the flying vagina for you because. I no, mean, like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was a fun surprise. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely um, one note. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the, uh, if that wasn't enough, like when they run out of the uh, renewing the parents story, they decide like, oh, yeah, like, like, Let's have the twins fall in love with each other, with each other and get married. <laughs> and then they, uh, they literally fuck. Yep. <laughs> I, I, then I think that was just, they're just going for broke. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're saying we're going to do incest and not only are they going to do incest, but they're really going to literally show them boning. Yep. <laughs> and then they get married by, um, God who is played by, um, Bowen Yang, who is also um, a gay performer, and he's playing him super gay, and then they just go for broke on the last song. And I go, man, they're just trying to offend everybody, I think. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It's like, we don't have any actual ideas for a story here, but we're just gonna like pick stuff that will just shock people. So... Uh, and I mean, the old ladies behind me were just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my lord. What are we... You know... I do give the film a lot of credit, though, for not wussing out. You know what I mean? They're they're going to go for the shock value, and it's happening. <laughs> like it's yeah. going to happen no matter what. Um, I, I feel like you can do that with an A twenty four movie because, like, going into it, you know, like you're not going to gross like a hundred million dollars with this. <laughs> so you're no. just like, you know, it's it's going to be a small return. So let's just like do the, you know, go for broke on it. And you know, you do. Res- I respect the movie studio for saying, you know what. Just make the movie you're gonna make. It, it's it's fine. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably very accurate to the stage performance. So, yeah. By the looks of it, the little clip they showed at the end, it looks like they played all the parts in it. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes sense too because the movie is usually always just one of the twins or they're together with one of the parents. So, um, except yeah. for the part where nathan lane and her have sex in the middle of a restaurant yeah. but you know yeah, i forgot to mention that was another part that bummed me out was the cinematography for it like you know i, I it it probably was really low budget so you know when you have the, with the musical like the only big scene of like choreography and stuff is like the opening and then the office and then everything oh. after that is just like a lot of medium and close-up shots of just one character in the shot like singing yeah. to the screen so like that kind of got boring um, yeah it yeah i get it too um but i also was thinking i says man is this budget maybe like three or four million dollars for this movie you know yeah it's super uh, small i mean they had enough to build like the whole sewer set and everything but yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun they're like they just did like animated overlays when they like fall down the sewer <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love too the uh, posters that were in the background. Oh of the yeah, apartments where it's uh, I forget the name of it, but it said uh, the number one musical for the third straight year, and it was in quotes straight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 
my, yeah. That was my queer lady. Um, I can't even remember yeah, them all, but gay spins on other musical, famous musicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. There was one. So for I had a Rent. lot of fun with it. Yeah. And I, and if you ask me if I recommend this film for nobody, anybody, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't tell people. Yeah. I can tell your mom to see it. <laughs> no, I mean, bottoms was a, a risky one. Um, but I think bottoms is so funny that it, you know, will overcome any of the shock value that they have in it. This one is all shock value and I can't condone anybody to go see a flying vagina and two brothers fucking. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little safer and yeah. there's, there's actual, like, I don't know, more fleshed out story to follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I had fun with it. Um, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's picks the musical. <laughs> I think they do have a part two where their the electricity goes through their fingers and into their uh wieners. <laughs> <laughs> and it does an outline of like that really cheesy uh lightning animation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is a big news story of the week. It's real news. And of course, the big news story for me is uh, Matthew Perry died. Um, and he is uh, my favorite character on Friends is Chandler. Uh, Friends is my favorite sitcom. And it's, um, you know, could I be more sad? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally bummed out. I was driving home last night from Kellen's hockey game and my wife told me, and I, I, was, I was legitimately sad. I go, oh, man, that's I used to. Uh, that was one of the shows that I would record on VHS when I was at working. I would um, you know, set my timer for it and I'd come home and I'd, I'd have video cassettes of Friends and Conan O'Brien and The Simpsons. That, that was like my VHS as I had. Um, and yeah, it, it's um, it's sad and. Yeah, Evidently, I, I, he drowned in a hot tub. Yeah, uh, I, I saw it earlier in the evening, and I was like, should I tell Ryan or just let him fight out on his own? <laughs> it's like, I'll let him fight out on his own, because I'm sure, yeah, I, was, I, I imagine that was going to affect you pretty bad, but I couldn't resist joking about it. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. It, it's, you know, it's, I mean, I drove my forerunner off the road, and... <laughs> No, it was, it was one of those weird ones though because he he was so young. I mean, he's fifty four. Yeah. He's not and, that much older than us. Yeah, you know the. But you always re, when stuff like that happens, you always think that you know how um, precious life is, and make sure that you be a good person and live it to the fullest because you never know when you have a freak accident and you drown in your own hot tub. You know. Yeah. Because I. I've been watching Go the ahead, Final sir. Destination movies all week, and uh, that's <laughs> definitely like a makes me think of uh, some suspicious, you know, like otherworldly yeah. thing ha- made that happen. I'm guessing uh, he had something else happen to him because I was reading the article and the LAPD said there was no drugs, no foul play. So I wonder if he had maybe a heart attack or something and wasn't able to get help, and he just went underneath the water, you know. Yeah, most likely so, that's what happened. 
which, which is a bummer and um or just fell asleep i don't know yeah or yeah or fall, fell asleep which uh i've been in my job we have the um hot springs over here and i have definitely pulled people out of there um usually alcohol is involved um because when you mix alcohol and hot you pass out yeah so i don't know i hope um, you know it's a sad and Maybe it's just some sort of freak accident. And I mean, it's, it, you know, it reminds me a lot of um, Anton Yelchin, where it's like you die a way that you don't expect. Um, or it's just it's this really crazy thing. And I mean, other than old age, young. other than old age, I don't think anyone expects anything. <laughs> but true. Unless yeah. you have, uh, you know, a disease or something. And yeah, that's true. Or suicide. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I what, what I always say with um artists like that is you still have I mean they never really go away because you'll always have the ability to watch friends and he's in movies and other TV shows and um so you, you always live on if you leave a mark on the world, you know. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't the only one who died this week either. Like uh Richard Mal- uh yeah, Richard. Oh Mal- yeah. Died. He yeah, was Harvey, Harvey Dent on obviously Night Court is probably his biggest claim to fame as the bailiff, but uh, in Batman the Animated Series, he was Harvey Dent, Two Face. And I mean, I think you know the the two part Two Face origin story is one of the best episodes. Oh yeah, in uh, that animated series, and he plays Harvey Dent so well. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew him from Night Court, uh, and he's in my favorite spoof ever. He's in uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. He plays uh, like a guard at the the prison where they go see the Hannibal Lecter ripoff, and he t- he tells them, uh, you know, make sure you keep walking down the hallway and stay to the left. And they go in and they start walking, and all of a sudden it does this really like fast pull into his face, and he says, "I'm at the right." <laughs> They're being attacked by the cellmates in there. It's funny. <laughs> you have to see it. But yeah, he's definitely part of my childhood too. Yeah. And then Richard Roundtree died. Yep. So there goes Shaft. Yeah. It's, uh, it, but, you know, he, both those guys, I think were in their 80s. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Richard Roundtree, he still looked good. And, um, you know, the few times I saw him recently, because he was in Samuel Jackson's Shaft too. And, He's one of those guys where you find out how old he is and you go, he's that old because he looks awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm so surprised like how many people, you know, like in the 90s that I paid attention to. Yeah, they're like in their 70s and 80s. Like it makes sense. But like, you know, I don't think of myself as that old. But yeah, I know. And and then you like uh, think back and or, you know, I mean, I, I follow Dick Van Dyke on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And he celebrated his 98th birthday and he was at Disneyland. I'm like, man. <laughs> oh, man. He's so close to 100. I know. And he's the last person alive besides the guy who played Richie from the Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. Because, um, you know, Kyle Reiner passed away, what, two, three years ago? And um, yeah, it's just, but as you get older, you realize that these people you've loved, you know, even someone uh, like, you know, growing up, like Corey Feldman, he's like in his fifties. <laughs> Jeez, man, um, he's only in his fifties. 
Yeah. Well, he's been, a, he was a child star in the, you know, eighties. Yeah. I guess he was a little, probably just a little bit older than us. Yeah. Yeah. I think seven, I want to say 72, maybe. Well, how old is he in Friday 13th? I mean, I think he's only like 10 or 11 in that movie. There was something I watched this week where he was like, it was pre Goonies that he was in as a little kid. And I was like, wow. He's what also the, uh, he's the voice of, um, yeah, he's 52. So he's younger well, he's than the Matthew of, Perry. The fox and, uh, yeah, the Fox and the Hound. God, what was that? Man, he's in a lot of, in the 80s, he's really Stand By Me, The Lost Boys, The Goonies, The Burbs, Friday the 13th. Oh, Time After Time. Yeah. 1979. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just always, uh, just always around. All right. <laughs> we watch things throughout the week in a segment we call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Again, Brad, I said at the beginning of the show that um, sometimes I don't understand why uh, you like some things and not. Because I really love Suitable Flesh. And then when I was on Letterboxd, I see that you hated it. Yeah, man. Um, I have really questioning your taste. <laughs> uh, uh, like, so I, I, I watched it and I was like, stuff, but now I'm miss- curious. Yeah, like I, I was I was excited to watch this because I, 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 I edited the episode right before I went to see it. And then I, I was sitting there going like, did I miss l- l- listen to the episode? Because... Did he tell me it was bad and I just didn't pay attention? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It's and by like, the way, you're in the minority. I think it's at like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. Like, is it, is it supposed to be funny? Like, um, it's like the room plus like, I don't know, late night Cinemax. Like, I don't, uh, the, uh, it was such a frustrating movie to watch. Like I did, what was cool about it? I mean, there was one cool part where they do the, uh, the re- the backup camera smashing into the guy. Like that was yeah. cool. But even like the uh, compositing of the <laughs> the image onto the backup camera was like okay, could have done better on that. Um, yeah, I the. Heather Graham's character, like right out of the gate, is just odd because she's immediately into this weirdo um and just ignores all of her psychiatrist training immediately for this guy for some reason. Um uh no, she tries to help him, uh Brad, and then she's overcome because of who he becomes and he's she's under his spell, a doy. And it's actually uh, that dude's dad who's like possessing people. Why? I don't know. Uh, uh, it's, and it's really not his dad. It's a demon that's bouncing from people to person to person. So it's a demon in his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the, like, the climax just go. It's like the Lord of the Rings just goes on and on. Like I felt like it could just ended uh, <laughs> when she finishes telling her story in the um, asylum. And why is there a morgue in the asylum? <laughs> <laughs> not like right next door i just yeah it's like is this an homage to something i don't get 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just question your taste in movies. I just don't get it anymore. It just wasn't interesting to me. And that's fine. Movies as an art form are interpretive anyways. <laughs> but I'm sorry you didn't have fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. But I, it was one of the few times I was like, should I just leave? <laughs> like, I'm not getting anything out, out of this. Um, wow. Yeah, just wasn't nothing really interesting was happening for me. It, there's, there's like a lot of those. Not dumb, even when he like cut off his dad's head. And <laughs> yeah, I mean the gore was good and all, but it just didn't mean anything. Like I was like, what's the story? So this 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 demon, like I've seen the demon jump from other bodies before. Story, like what's special about this one? I don't. Yeah, dialogue was really bad, and the characters made dumb decisions. I was like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, I like. I just. I've watched so much stuff. I don't know where to. Where should I tackle this? Um. Like, I'll just. I guess. Did I talk about the Wolfman and Family of the Opera last week? Uh, no. No, Silver Bullet. Nope. Um. Yeah, the only thing about the so I got to watch the original Family of the Opera from 1925 in the oh, Lon Chaney Theater. That's a good one. With like a live piano, and then oh, followed sweet. by the Wolfman. And uh, the only thing I really noticed about the Wolfman at this time was that um, when he first does his first transformation, he's like in a in a shirt, it's like he's sitting in the chair, and he's like his legs are transforming, and then it cuts to him running through the forest, and he's got like a like a collared shirt on. It's like, oh, it's nice for the, in his wolf transformation state to pick out a new shirt before he goes out. He's like, even though I have fur, it's a little cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> Bundle up. Before I go killing. Um, yeah. You know what I love? I mean, I like the Wolfman a lot, but I, I always love that you can tell it's, you know, 1940s horror because he's a wolf and he strangles people to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't show throats getting ripped out in 1941. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Anything else cool? I finally watched Hansel and Girl Witch Hunters, which was fun. That you never saw it before? I'd never seen it until now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. the movie's really like fun and it's it's kind of stupid, but in a really fun way. Yeah, I think it knows it's stupid, which is why I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's like by Gary Sanchez Productions, so yeah, Will Ferrell and uh, Adam McKay's outfit, so it's like, oh okay, yeah, they Wanted to make us kind of a what if this was an action movie type thing. Yeah. Um I watched uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Cinderella on four K. So I Nice. I haven't seen like I've had those on DVD and I haven't even watched them until now. So I was like, okay, I'll watch the four K transfer and um yeah, uh amazing. Yeah, it's crazy because yeah. you wouldn't think that, you know, two D animation, but there is something that colors pop so much more. Yeah, the only thing is, uh, in Snow White, there's like a ripple effect in the water in the scenes, and it mm -hmm. looks so clean that I'm a little suspicious that they actually enhanced it by digitally warping the river and everything. You know and, how they did? I can well. actually tell you how they did that. Okay. Uh, it, when they animated it, they put a plane of glass over it, and every time they took a picture of the, um you know, from the camera as they're animating it, they would move the glass a little bit, and that's how they got that effect. You can find that on the special features of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
Uh, I watched all the special features of this disc. I don't think it was in there, but yeah, it was. Oh, it was so clean. Sorry, it, it was so clean. I was like, this has to be digital because everything else looks a little weathered, but mm. this water, these water effects are just so pristine. Gotcha. Uh, I do have the uh, like diamond edition of Snow White. I think it's on that one. I can let you borrow it if you really want to watch. That makes sense. I, I read that like this 4K one isn't like doesn't have all the features. So mm. and then it also has like a, a mishmash of uh, Walt Disney's himself, like from different interviews cut together as the commentary, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I got it. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I actually I'm not the biggest fan of the Disney 100 Steelbooks, except I thought that one looked really sharp. Um, yeah, and I got, I got I got the plain version. Like it's the 100, but it's it's not a steel book. Yeah, I got that in the Nightmare Before Christmas steelbooks. I think those ones look sharp. The Cinderella one, I don't know why they used that image of her face. It looks like she's like waiting for a wiener to go into her mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Pull it up while I'm talking to you. You'll be like, why, why do they use this one? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I didn't notice. Yeah. Um, I also watched Clean It uh, Time After Time, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mal- Malcolm McDowell goes back is uh hg wells and he goes back in time to stop jack the ripper oh played by david warner which sound like all i've heard was like how cool the movie actually is and it's like a lost gem and no it's kind of dumb oh man because i I, I like the idea sounds cool yeah uh, awesome premise but yeah the like the time travel never made sense um like he has his own version of the delorean but like you need a key to like come back and like right out of the gate he's having this like party with other scientists and one of them is jack the ripper but he doesn't know it and then when the police show up he runs downstairs to the the time machine that hg wells was like hey guys i made this time machine and i'm a little afraid to use it so it hasn't been used yet but um this jack the ripper's like cool i'm gonna make my escape in that machine and so he goes hops in the machine and he doesn't have the key but he's able to go back and then the time machine returns on its own so that H.G. Wells can jump in it. I was like, that. Mm. I thought he said that you need the key to come back, otherwise you're stuck, but here's the machine's back. I don't... For, so right out of the gate, like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't understand this. And then H.G. Wells was like, well, I, I gotta go stop him, so he goes back in time, and uh, he, he goes back in... So they're in London, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes back in time, and then he ends up in San Francisco, and he's like, huh, I guess I miscalculated by eight hours so that means like their time also includes the rotation of the earth (laughs) (laughs) somehow um so yeah he's wandering around san francisco and it's directed by nicholas meyer um who did some star trek movies but not um star trek 4 someone posted like um this should be familiar to people because he's directed uh another movie like this i'm like nope that was leonard nimoy guy (laughs) um but it was very similar. So, like, I don't know about the other half of the movie is just H.G. Wells walking around 1970s San Francisco being like, how do I exchange goods and services? Like, what is this newfangled <laughs> thing? Um, and then he meets Mary Steenburgen, who's a banker. And then he basically follows the trail of uh, Jack the Ripper, who also had to get his uh, London money exchanged for American money. And then he like falls in love with her, and then it's like a romance for the rest of the movie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, no, just focus on the Jack the Ripper hunting thing. That that's more fun. 
Um, I also yeah. watched Clean and Sober, which is a, a Michael Keaton drama where, like right before he popped his Beetlejuice and Batman. Um, it's a drama about him being just an addict. Um, and then um, he's got like a. Uh, he's like a Wall Street guy, but he's got like money problems. And to avoid it, he just uh, checks himself into rehab so that um, the police can't find him because like a, this woman dies in his bed um, after they do cocaine. Um, so he thinks he might be held responsible for it. So, yeah, he, he devises this plan to just go into rehab so no one can track him down. But he spends the rest of the time trying to sneak drugs into rehab. And then eventually, like, he figures out, you know, that he has a problem and it's like a really solid performance for him. Um, um so you think that maybe helped when maybe it helped when people were casting him. It's like, hey, this guy can carry movies, you know? Oh, totally. Because you can totally see parts of this movie where he's, you know, dramatic Bruce Wayne. Hmm. Um, you know, there's never like a like let's get nuts moment. There's just a lot of similar stuff to like him sitting at the back computer, you know, contemplating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then like the transition from you know, like this really shitty addict to like a guy who's because eventually he gets out and then he starts to like uh, you know, he kind of has a thing for this girl that was also in rehab, so he kind of stalks her a bit, um, and then figures out that she's, you know, she's out of rehab, but she hasn't kicked the habit because she's with a boyfriend that kind of, uh, encourages it. So he he kind of takes it on himself to like help her, but doesn't go well. Interesting. Yeah. Then I watched Hereditary, which is cool. Yeah, Hereditary sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's got cool shocking moments, but like this yeah, the story wasn't I was constantly trying to backtrack of like what did I miss? Yeah, no, I agree. It's one of those movies that people really love and I go, Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I watched I think every version of Carrie that exists. <laughs> wow. I never I've never seen them before and they're all right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah like the only cool part is she kills everyone at the prom and yeah yeah because before the prom i mean uh i like the film but it's one of those ones that again it's really like a drama until the end where then she just starts you know annihilating everybody yeah um and i actually prefer the the 2013 one because the opening of the 1976 one is just so gross and gratuitous like it's you know just that a single cam of the girls like having fun naked in the locker room just like oh yeah it's definitely has and it's shot you can totally tell it's a brian de palma film i mean yeah like it just feels like he's off camera going like yes (laughs) i tricked all these women into getting naked for my film like this is totally (laughs) unnecessary but i'm doing it anyway (laughs) yeah because that's yeah you watch the 2013 one like yeah totally effective without yeah you know, yeah, I I think yeah the 2013 one too is way more intense. Um, it was one of those ones I have it because I think I got it for like four dollars, and I was you know I said oh why not and it's um yeah it's a fun one yeah um yeah that's that's good I guess I'm good. What'd you watch? Um. Uh, the f- most fun I had watching, I mean, I don't know if I can say it anymore because you don't trust me any longer, but um, I got the uh, new Mortal Kombat animated movie called Cage Match, and um, it takes place in the 80s, 
And it's, you know, I uh, hate the eighties. <laughs> totally. Um, and it's basically an origin story for Johnny Cage. Um, but what's cool about these Mortal Kombat, uh, origins stories they do or the legacy ones is, um, it's, there's no, like, they're not tied to continuity. And they took a thing from Mortal Kombat 11 where there's different timelines. So it's basically a multiverse. So they try to do whatever they can to make it a, you know, fit aesthetically to whatever story they're telling. Uh, the one before it took place in like a Mad Max wasteland with Kano being, uh, like a warlord. So this one is Johnny Cage in the eighties. And it's really cool because the, all the animation has pinks and blues kind of neon color, um, highlights on it. Um, and in it, it's just, he's, uh, an action star and, his star is fading and he teams up with the real Jennifer gray in this movie. And, um, they try, he tries to regain his fame and he's called upon, um, to protect earth realm. And it's funny and silly. Um, there's not as many fatalities in it, but the overall aesthetic really fits. The last fight with Shinnok is really cool. Um, so yeah, if you like the Mortal Kombat animated stuff, it's fun. Probably not because you're a liar. <laughs> I know I'm a total lying piece of crap. <laughs> no, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, it's fun. I- I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, that's all I really watch. I mean, I can talk about other things, but um, I mentioned at the top of the show I went and saw Five Nights at Freddy's, and oh yeah, so did I. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um yeah, it was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but I, again, I my my kid loved it and there's people in our audience that were cheering parts and I think I just don't get it. Yeah, I never played the game and I was just constantly watching the movie wondering like what the game would be in this movie. Like Yeah, so the game is literally static screens that you look at for your security guard and you watch security cameras and every once in a while the um animatronics move and then you do what with that uh eventually they uh get into the uh security room and they kill you like how do you stop so they that? Never... They're like do you stop that or you just like sit there and wait for it to happen yeah you yeah you flash lights at them oh and that's makes them stop. It, it's it's weird. It's there's no like I don't think it's good at all. But I mean, kids love it. It's really popular. And I just kept on waiting for something to happen. <laughs> and it felt, you know, that I don't know. Um, and the ending reveal, I won't spoil it because it seems like it's really popular and people might see it. But I wasn't shocked about who the bad person was. Um, I was pretty. F- I was more confused about what that reveal was even like, why? (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't understand the control and why they stopped all of a sudden the monsters, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, I I never got into it, but people were cheering Uh, in my theater. I mean, I I saw it early, so I know as you know, all the people that really wanted to see it. Um, But they had like, the the waiter was came out and people were like cheering for him. I have no idea who that guy is. 
the waiter. Yeah. So when they're at the uh, the diner and the aunt was paying them to bust oh, up Freddie yeah. Fazbear's, uh, he he must be somebody. I don't know who he is. Uh, the that lawyer was pretty funny. He's just like, I shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part was fun. Um, um, like it's not a total disaster. I thought the practical effects were cool. Oh yeah. Um, and then the story of uh, uh, Mike's like trying to like track down his uh, brother's abductor. Like I thought was, you know, like good emotional beat but it just didn't yeah. connect together with everything else for me yeah that's what i mean it just felt boring like there it wasn't intense enough you know for it to be cool and the whole affair just seemed laborious to me um i don't know yeah and the whole like so this guy like kidnapped these kids put them in these animatronics that absorbed their bodies and then why, like, why, if he doesn't want to get found, like, why hire a security guard to, oops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, I get what you mean. I, the the reveal doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll cut I don't this out because I want to talk about it with you. Like, wh- yeah, like, why hire somebody to, like, like guard, like, your murderous uh, animatronic kids do a better job of security than hiring a dude to do that. Who's just going to discover your secret, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what that part made absolutely no sense at all. And, you know, and, 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 and why I don't understand why he's killing people in the security place to keep, I, I don't know. I can't understand what's going on. And then his daughter's like um, protecting it. Like, yeah, the, the, she's, she's a police a, officer. <laughs> yeah, she's a police officer, but she's afraid of her dad. And I don't know. And I hate easy way out. You know, he was being chased by one of the animatronics. I don't even know its name. And he couldn't get out the door. And then the next scene is cutting to him being fixed up by oh yeah the police officer. Like early you in the movie, wait. we saw someone get murdered because of that. And then, yeah. Yeah. He just gets rescued. Yeah. Because she takes a liking to him for some reason. Yeah. And like, why after all these years is she helping this guy? It would have been cooler if um, Freddie Fazbear was like his brother, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, one of the animatronics was his brother, and that's why he didn't hurt his sister. And the only way they did is because they're being controlled by that chick's dad. To me, that sounds way more cool than. No, he's just dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, get, did connect very well at all. Yeah, but you know, like I, I, I told you, I don't think it's a total disaster. Um, it's just, I don't know. Or you, you, just could, the... you could go even more messed up, and his sister is actually his brother. Like, uh, I don't know, like a uh, oh, like a sleepaway camp kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, that's it. Let the right one in or something like yeah. the, the parents made him think cause they always wanted a girl. So they like <laughs> abducted him and then to hide the secret. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. That's always hard because that, uh, lady was way too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The whole time is I, I don't understand like what the bad guys plan like he, yeah he's abducting children and then 
like there, that was like 20 years ago. So he would have like more children abducted by the, so there'd be tons of like animatronic kids or something. I yeah. Yeah. I asked Kellen too. I said, cause I, I knew all the characters that were, you know, in the little show because Kellen likes them. So I, I knew who Chica and Foxy and Freddie Fazbear are. Yeah. I see all the merchandise. Asked, yeah. 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 So I asked uh, Kellen, I said, is that yellow rabbit in it too? And he says, oh yeah, it's in some other one and he's really hard to kill. I go, okay. All right. Well, sure. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it could always be worse. And it, and my kid really liked it and whatever. Yeah, go, going into it, I was like, uh, like, yeah, as the trailer came out, um, like we we saw Willy's Wonderland, I think two years ago. Yeah. I was like, Oh, like this is the thing I think Willy's Wonderland is based on. But you know, even though I didn't like Willy's Wonderland that much, I almost feel like it's a better version of this. Oh yeah. No, Willy's Wonderland is one of those movies that I watch and it's fun. Um, Cause it's, you know, it's not like a great movie, but at least it's gory and over the top. But yeah. this one just tries to be, I mean, everyone tries to be serious. <laughs> yeah, it's like this serious, uh, heartfelt, yeah, like guy trying to keep his uh, sister away from his uh, aunt at all yeah. costs. Yeah. Um, just uh, quick ones. I watched Fall, which is way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, the, there's some CGI at the beginning that's really janky, but um, it's well acted and uh, has a nice pace to it. Um, when I was at uh, Telluride Horror Show. I went to the Vinegar Syndrome booth, and you know, you always—it's always a crapshoot at Vinegar Syndrome. Um, I, I respect them because they take you know weird ass exploitation movies. Um, so I watched this movie called Steel and Lace about this woman who is she's raped and she goes to trial with her accuser, and it's weird because it's really like. This was made in, I think, 91 or something, but how things that old play to how it is now. So she's in the opening of the film is she's in a courtroom with her um, rapist and he did it, but he's very wealthy and he's able to get away with it because he has friends that testify for him that says he never did it. I go, huh, that's eerily familiar right now. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, so after the court and he, the guy's acquitted. Uh, this woman is distraught and she jumps off a building and kills herself. And her brother creates <laughs> a cyborg out of her body. And she poses as these different women to lure these men to like a room or whatever. And she freaking murders them in really gruesome ways. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> Like, uh, the first guy she like hugs and he's like filling her up. And then he, she has this screw, like big giant screw come out of her chest. And it like rips him open, uh, through the front and out the back. Like awesome. <laughs> nice. You just remind me of a suitable flesh. Like, uh, when that dude just grabs her crotch and she's just like, Oh, ah, okay. Uh, and then she just lets it just go. <laughs> like, like that wasn't weird at all. <laughs> yeah uh so the movie is like you know it's 
cheaply made. Um, they do have Bruce Davison in it though, who was in Suitable Flesh, and um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's really cheesy and gory in a fun way. Like it's it's not a great movie, but it's fun, um, and it's kind of cool to see douchebag uh, rapist like uh, what do you call them? Corporate goof goons get just murdered. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it that just brings me joy. Um, so that was fun. And the last thing I watched is uh, Talk to Me, which is another A24 film. Um, and it's about this um, embalmed hand that when you grab it and say, Talk to Me, you see um, ghosts. And when you say, Let me in, or I let you in, something like that. The ghost inhabits your body and they talk to you. Um, and you become them. They do, uh, this, they, so it's like this cool party game that these kids do, but it backfires on one of them and it becomes kind of a possession movie. And, um, but it deals with the traumas of also losing a parent and, um, it, it's, it's actually really good. Um, yeah, I've been trying to see it. There's lots of gore in it, um, but it's like disturbing um, gore, and the performances are really good. It's it's an Australian horror film, so I don't know if A24 saw it and just decided to distribute it. Um, yeah, I think they do that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was really it's really well done. The acting and it's really great. Um, and there's the parts where it's kind of uneasy, you know, and it's uh, just well done. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard I've heard great things, so eventually I'll track it down. Yeah, I mean I mean I would recommend it to you, but I don't know how you take my recommendations now. So. <laughs> uh no, you're usually good. Suitable flesh was off the mark. I'm just like yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you like it because I'm like, this has all the tropes of other things you don't like. So <laughs> I, I forgot to mention like the effects of <laughs> like the digital effects of like people falling out of windows and things. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can look past that stuff. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. I'm not going to get to the hundred horror movies. <laughs> I think I'm going to get to like 36. The problem is, is um, Spider-Man Two, the video game, came out. Mortal Kombat One came out. And have you played the new Mario? No, dude, it's freaking incredible. I bet it, it is so freaking good. And I know people complain about, you know, oh, the Switch isn't, you know, strong enough to do this stuff. Dude, what? that game. <laughs> a side look, scroller? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, people want the Switch to be more powerful, but the game is so colorful and the music is so good. Um, and it's pretty challenging. Like the, you know, they have the normal get used to the level. The first level is you get the, uh, be become elephant Mario and figure out how to use him, um, which is really fun. But then it gets, the levels start getting pretty hard. Um, and, and, and the premise is, is you're getting these wonder seeds. And when you get the world, when you grab it actually turns to a different, um, style of the world. And there's, uh, like a puzzle you have to solve to get the seed in this second part of the world. Um, and the, like I said, the music is incredible. The, graphics are incredible the game is so fun um mm. so i've been i've been just so busy playing video games it's also like 
the worst time. Like, there's so many cool, expensive things coming out right now. That I'm just drowning in. Like, I had to buy tires, so <laughs> that's not that's not I fun. Know. But then, uh, like, Mystery Science Theater is having like a new campaign, so they have like another uh, season Blu-ray to buy, and then that Conan box that came out, and next week, like, there's these Ninja Turtles vinyls coming out based on the video games. I know. It's like, oh. I know. Dude, I have no idea what's going on. And because I have next week, I have mission impossible and, um, the bare naked ladies vinyl. But the week after that, I think I have witness, um, a Disney plus show. Um, and like, it seems like the end of the year, they're like, Oh shit, we should put all this stuff out. Yeah. Well, plus too, like I've always on my saved list on best buy. I've got like a bunch of, catalog blu-rays i'm like yeah when it goes on sale i'll pick it up and now it's like well by january i gotta pick them up <laughs> so mm-hmm. like oh, which one's gonna lose yeah i know i used my amazon points to get the Kiefer sutherland new show uh rabbit, rabbit hole. hole and is that good i couldn't get yeah, past the I first episode it. uh i hope i don't know <laughs> but then they canceled it so that'll be the only season yeah, like the uh, first episode, it just had like too many clever, like everybody's the same clever side character, like a CSI or a mm-hmm. Law and Order. It's just like, uh, okay. Gotcha. Well, we'll see. I'll give it a uh, shot, but I, then I didn't. <laughs> and then I got the, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I got to slow down, but, um, I also got the Shout Factory's Alf. Um, ah, uh, the like the ultimate collection. Yeah. And, that's another one. It went on sale, like it was originally like ninety dollars, but I, um, but I got it for, um, I think like forty six. Nice. Um, yeah. So it, I don't know if it's still on sale, and I didn't. I wouldn't know if I would recognize, you know, the extended episodes <laughs> because they're all the original broadcast versions, and. Um, so uh, the first episode, yeah, right away. I'm like, oh, wow. I actually recognize the extra scenes with the music and. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, cause this one was, uh, I think it was Do Wah Diddy was the song and Alf. I remember the first episode cause I watched it just a couple years ago, but it's when he's in, uh, the garage and they're trying to repair his spaceship and he just starts singing it and i go oh wow it's definitely different and it's easy to pick up you've got the uh, read, animated series on that too right yeah the animated series um the movie and uh a making of documentary is the last uh box set of it so they was, come in so go ahead i was gonna say i feel like i was the like growing up i felt like i was the only person who ever watched the uh tv movie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um because the bonus feature is the animated series, Alf Tells, and then the movie, and then a documentary. So does it come with Alf? And Pogs? I read online like, I feel that like it should the come reason... with Alf Pogs. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Um, I read online that the reason it's on DVD is the show was shot on VHS. So even yeah. if they put it on Blu-ray, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, a lot of TV shows from the eighties. Or like that. This, they say VHS because I, I thought it was beta. Although that's kind of BS because uh, Star Trek Next, Next Generation did that and they upgraded it. Well, I guess huh. I guess the uh, now 
actually, I guess the never mind the uh, like the actors were filmed on film, but all the effects were shot on VHS or beta, so they they were able to recreate those from scratch. But well, I'm guessing there's more money to rebuild those than there is in the series for Alf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or so they thought, because yeah. they yeah. haven't been motivated to upgrade DS9 or uh, Voyager because they didn't make enough money on the next generation Blu-rays. So. Really? Yeah. Sad. Uh, all right. Well, uh, next week we're seeing <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, so expect a long episode with Zach. <laughs> yep. So Zach will be here, and I'm sure because uh, he's always really excited when it's Scorsese. Um, I saw his review yeah. on a letterbox. And like, I've seen the movie, so I posted like, yep, the ending is totally Zach Catnip. And then he wrote like <laughs> three essays of comments based on that comment. So, <laughs> yeah, he is passionate about certain movies for sure. I'm just going to sit that's back makes... and let him enjoy his episode. <laughs> that's that's what makes him a real nerd. Um, so, yeah, until the next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolonium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.